A.K.A. Responsible, Proper, Social Distance, Shit-Talking from Spare Bedrooms Across Exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Seasons Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things. Not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit. Episode 85, and the more things change, the more they stay the same. And on a side note, 85, that's the year I graduated high school. Woohoo! Then you're older than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't know how long I spent there before I got that out. That would actually make you older, but, you know, well, unless, you, advanced you were. unless you're about to say that you were some type of prodigy that just blew yeah. through it in a year. Yeah, college by 12. That'd be a good story. <laughs> a TV show would be Young Don. Um, so since our last podcast, a listener on Twitter called me out from the last show for being cynical. <laughs> I don't think it's you? just the last show, just to be fair. I Hey, listen to the open. I said a listener on Twitter. He didn't say I'm always cynical. You don't have to pile on. We haven't even started the show, and you're piling on me. Hold you on, know what? I'm a victim. I am a victim. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm tired of being muzzled and canceled. Can't speak my mind. I'm tired of you. Are you applying to be the uh, director of Atheist Alliance International? <laughs> you woke lords are silencing me. <laughs> woke lords. Oh, every time I hear that word. Jeff scoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that word. Woke. Oh, we could talk about, we could, we could totally talk about that. I'm trying to find the tweet. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I need to open that before you launch in with your... Woke Lord BS. He says, and I quote, At Godless Podcast, you know we just evicted Trump, and your own state gave us full control of D.C. Could Jerry ease up on his cynicism a little bit? <laughs> it's almost too much to take. And you're like, you don't know him, do you? <laughs> Spoiler alert for that guy. He may not want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> hmm. No, no, no. We actually, we want him and all his friends and all his friends' friends to listen to this podcast. And when they do, give us a five-star rating on your podcatcher app of choice. And you guys know you can go to Twitter at Godless Podcast, and we will talk only well about you on air. That's that That's kind of a dotardian phrase. Yeah. I will talk only well of you. Have a nice life. <laughs> You know, go to our private Facebook group if you must, or drop us an email at godlessheathens at yahoo.com. And we are just off and running. So I'm drinking a beer called Laminar Flow. It is an oat milk hazy IPA. And by the way, if this is not the most liberal ass beer ever, it's not just a, a milkshake IPA, it's an oat milk hazy IPA. This is the kind of beer that they like make fun of on the Bud commercials. They're starting to make fun of craft beer, especially IPAs, on the mega breweries. Well, Super Bowl's coming. They're going to be making fun then, I'm sure. True. This is from Ology Brewing in Tallahassee, Florida. It's 7% and it is quite delicious. So let me ask you, because I've had some some lactose or milk IPAs before, whatever you call that. Milkshake IPA? Milkshake IPAs. I wasn't a huge fan of those. They just seemed to like smooth out too much for me. I lost a lot of the punch. How is this one? This one, it's really good. It doesn't taste milky or sometimes they can come across as flat. 
Right, right. Soft or flat. Yeah, right. this mm-hmm. is this is a really good hazy IPA, and for seven percent, it's got a lot of taste. You know, sometimes these lower IPAs are just they, there's like nothing there, but this is a really good beer. I like it, and it's not from Monday night. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say it doesn't sound like a Monday night beer. Well, and I, I switched out of that mode too tonight, so I'm having a Founders KBS. This is the Maple Mackinac Fudge uh, series. It's uh, Imperial Stout with Mackinac Fudge, coffee, maple syrup, and chocolate aged in oak bourbon barrels. It rates in at 11%, and it is delicious. I am having a, a Spanish wine, actually. I've never had this. I'm assuming that this is the type of wine it is. I I, I don't know. It's temp uh, and I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to say it for you. Okay. Tempranillo. Tempranillo? It is a grape. It, that is the grape. And I certainly hope I said it correctly. It's not bad. I really, I, it's not bad at all. I like them. Yeah, pretty good. So, something new. And if you mess it up, you'll be called out on Twitter. Not like that other cynical bastard. <laughs> not shockingly, I have been called that before. So it's not a unique slur <laughs> for me. I mean, if he thought that the cynicism was going to go away after the election, <laughs> just like everything else, it's it's not going back to normal. You know what, though? I think a lot of folks thought that. Yeah. I thought that. And when I get most down about stuff like that, it's the result of like a spike, you know, like a sugar high. Winning the election was a sugar high to me, both elections. The, the presidential election... Sugar High was really delayed and then really didn't kick in until, for me, like the day before the inauguration. And then on Inauguration Day, it totally spiked. And then things happened where it was like, oh, like it just, you know, it's it's a crash. And it's pretty clear that the GOP is going to fight any type of responsibility for what happened on the 6th. They are doubling down the crazy everywhere. Yeah. And if you know, are you cynical for paying attention to it? I cannot stick my head in the sand. And and that's probably the excuse of somebody who is cynical is, hey, man, I'm just keeping it real. You know, it's a harsh realism. But like, do you see the normalcy on the Democratic side? Regular press briefings responsible people in power listening Listening to to science science. yes (laughs) you know dr (laughs) fauci can speak freely you know he's not face palming behind the president anymore and you know what you know another reason you could tell it's normal was deborah burke's apology tour on cbs yeah yeah there are people who are trying to run away from their legacy and on the other side it's like none of this happened or everything that happened like they're going to forget about the sixth that's a huge mistake that they do. Well, you think so? How come? Because any action that goes unpunished is often repeated. For sure. First of all, they don't think it's going to happen to them. And they don't think it's a mistake. Why not? It it did. Who was, who was hiding in the hallways? How can how can they think it's not going to happen to them? It was their building that got attacked. I don't I but 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 by their people. It makes no sense. Hmm? But by their people. That is true. I mean, Matt Gates could could have stood in the Capitol. He didn't have to go hide in the catacombs. Or Margie Taylor Greene. Oh, yeah. They could have come out of hiding. Yeah. They could have stood there right in the rotunda and, and pointed directions. When I asked you about it being a mistake, I am not at all, obviously, condoning it. I totally agree with you. Another dude with bombs and guns got arrested in California. Like, one of these people is going to succeed. They're going to do something. Somebody with the gun, somebody with the bomb, somebody who has been amped up and made so angry or uh, deformed their worldview from Q that somebody is going to be successful. How long ago was it that Gabby Giffords got shot? That's a sitting congresswoman. And she suffered life-altering brain injuries. A judge and I think two other people were killed. We always, for some reason, think that it doesn't happen here. It's never going to happen here. And it keeps happening here. By noticing that, are you cynical? I'm legit asking that. Back, what he was kind of saying, the Twitter thing, is we won the presidency. We won you know, two seats 
in Georgia. Shouldn't you be happy about that? And part of me goes, yeah, I cannot imagine had Trump been reelected. We didn't, yeah, we didn't get a chance to be happy, though. Well, I, yeah, but my point is, is, yeah, I'm relieved that we have adults running the administration, but that's a big part of my being able to sleep a little bit better. And supposedly we have control of Congress, but you look at all the wackadoodles in there that are Republicans. Same thing in the Senate. You know, we're 50-50 there with... Yeah, with, uh, we're, uh, we're not really 50-50 because there's well, a couple of Democrats that are slow in our role. Well, one in particular. Yeah. I was talking about, I couldn't remember his name a couple of weeks ago. The... Um, Manchin. Joe Manchin? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's cinema from Arizona, too. Her, too. But one thing I heard, I can't remember where I heard it or read it, but uh, it made a good point, is that He's gone along with stuff before in the past, all right? Manchin has, but he's never been the one guy to kill the bill. We'll find out. Yeah. That person was saying that they didn't think he would do that, like with the filibuster. He may be may not be a fan of getting rid of it, but he's not going to be the one Democrat to stand in the way. There, there's the, a lot of things that uh, never happened before that we never thought would happen that yeah. have been happening, yeah. so... Well, and that's back and kind of back to my point is so we have the wins there, but people kind of had this uh, thought that, yeah, at least now things will get back to normal. It'll be Republican versus Democrat. We warned Democrat people against and, that. For, huh? We warned people against that for episodes in a row. Don't expect November 4th after the election or January 21st after the inauguration for things to go back to being normal. But maybe it wasn't, I don't, I'm going to use Jeff air quotes, maybe it wasn't normal, but it was more normal. It was much better. It was a step in the right Definitely. direction. It was, yeah. Hey, Jeff, Wait, I got a question for you, though, about yeah. that. Like, I have not spent a minute of cynical brain time thinking what would have happened had he won. It sounds like you have. Have you? I I do. Uh, you still do. I I, I still kind of have those little flash moments because you know we we think this was a a slam dunk and it really seventy what seventy five million people voted for. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, you know with all the shit that he that he did. Yeah. Imagine if he he was still here and thought he had a mandate from the people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and he would. And the Electoral College thing, it could have been the same kind of thing where Biden would have won the popular vote but lost the Electoral College vote. I, I just cannot imagine because then all, you know, all the dreams would be coming true for the right. In other words, yeah, we're going to we're going to do away with the democratic process, you know, we're going to become an authoritarian kind of government which has been their their dream all along. But we did we did win. So are you thinking about it in like the big picture? Because I, one thing that I have been super relieved about is not hearing from him, oh, not, for sure. not hearing from him, barely hearing of him. And yes. I, that part I have I have enjoyed. I haven't thought about the, you know, like now kind of the science fiction of what if he would have won. Um, you know, or the, you know, what do they call those movies that... Uh, alternative history. Alternative history, thank you. You know, that he would have won. Because in some yeah. ways, he's gone, but it remains. Yeah, his legacy stands. And that's kind of my, my fear, is that somebody... I don't know if Trump's going to run again run in 2024. I don't know. Doesn't you know, matter. Doesn't matter. But I'm saying there's going to be somebody with his same authoritarian mindset that's smarter than him that's going to do it. Oh, yeah. There, there's a huge political machine that somebody wants to grab a hold of the steering wheel and gain control of. I, I think you're totally describing Josh Hawley. Well, he, and, he and, was. And, and Ted Cruz. I, I, would not, both yeah, of, I would not be shocked. Both of those guys, both of those guys are, I would put them in the, in the manipulative, power-hungry. Evangelical. Uh, I don't know about Hawley. Yep. Yeah. Is he? Oh, yes. Yeah, he's even a uh, harder core flavor. As much or more than Cruz is. I don't think about that stuff because that would be cynical. I, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Don't make me spit out my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned him at the top of the show. Not power hungry, 
as much as adulation-hungry clowns like Matt Gates. He's dangerous, but it feels like he does it because he revels in the attention more than anything. I'm not sure that he has hardcore policy views about anything like Cruz and Hawley do. Yeah, but he's a useful idiot. The four years prior to Biden proved this. You don't need to be smart to be popular, particularly in the Republican Party. So Matt Gates is, as we tape this, is in Wyoming, yes. crapping on, whether you like them or not, a legendary GOP family in Liz Cheney. And he flew yes. to her home state basically just to shit on her. Yep. Yes. And the, the conservative world and Fox News and... Facebook and I think Don I think even I think Don Jr's there too, right? Yep. There's another guy without an original thought but is absolutely reveling in the attention. But keep in mind too that they both met with uh Donald Sr in Mar-a-Lago before going out here. You think he's like a puppet master? Uh, I think they had to kiss his ring. <laughs> I do see that there were some counter protesters, which is nice. You know, it's not a huge crowd, but it doesn't have to be. Not a lot of masks. Uh, not not a surprise. There's a few hundred people, but for Wyoming, that's half the state. But I think you're missing the point of this, though. I, I hate to say this, but you have to be a little more cynical. <laughs> <laughs> but this is about being on TV. This is about being on Facebook. This is about being on Twitter. This is about presence. You guys may or may not recall that Newt Gingrich came to fame as a backbencher that basically spoke to an audience of none on the floor of the Congress. But he was on C-SPAN and he used TV and got himself into the conversation and amassed a shit ton of power, particularly in Wyoming. You don't need 20,000 people to make a mark they flew out there, and I think you you said it before we started the show. You're, it was all over your Twitter, and it'll be all over Fox News, and it'll be all over all of the the usual right wing information channels. Well, and probably on on the the mainstream cycle as well, at least to a certain degree. It'll probably be on Hannity or you know Laura Ingram, but they're still fighting the war. I'm going to put my armchair pundit hat on. There's going to be kind of two wings of the party. Are you on the Cheney wing? Are you on the Matt Gates wing? Can you imagine Matt Gates as minority leader or speaker of the fucking house? Can you imagine that? Well, you better start to because it's possible. It's absolutely possible. And I don't care if anybody calls me cynical. He is out there. Making a name for himself. But does that side of the Republican Party have enough support to put somebody like that in charge? Wait, which which side? The MAGA side, for lack of a better oh, term. Oh, that's almost a majority now. It okay. is a majority. Yeah. Uh, according to that... So, uh, so that, that answers the question, the, yes. The impeachment vote. And the Senate, 45, said they don't want to hear it. And was it the, was it the impeachment or was it certifying the election? I'm talking about the Senate had a vote and 40, I think it was 45 Republicans said they didn't want to hear the uh, impeachment trial. So basically, it's in both houses of Congress. Right. Yep. If you call that out or you think about it, are you cynical or are you paying attention? Uh, yeah. But obviously, but she voted to, was there, there, was there a vote to proceed with the electors? She was. Oh, you're talking about that. Okay, yeah. Well, it, that's when it started. Yeah. I mean that that's when that's when she started to cross the line. Uh, yeah, cross the line by like acknowledging reality. <laughs> <laughs> you cross the line with basic ass, you know, middle school civics, math, <laughs> and math. So I have I have started to think to your earlier point, Jeff. I thought that we would be able to ease up just a little bit. Like just just mm -hmm. enough to 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 just chill for chill. Uh, have yeah. a little bit more chill right. in our unchill existence. The way I would sum it up is things are better, but there's a lot of unfucking that still needs to be done. 
this, there's a lot of stuff that's still messed up. That's the only part that gives me hope because because we can actually we can actually do a lot of those things. A lot of stuff, yes. But and so that that gives me more chill. Mm-hmm. What doesn't give me chill is it's already clear that impeachment, like conviction in the Senate, there's is not going to no happen. way right. it's going to happen. None. And they need twelve more. They've got five. They need twelve. They they yeah. don't even have. I don't even think they have five. You don't even think the, those five are good. No, that's the thing. It's been kind of sliding down. It seems those like. five are like, yeah, we'll hear it. We hold uh, the the mainstream media puts Mitt Romney on a pedestal because he went halfway on the first thing of impeachment. Like I am such a studious, thoughtful Republican. I'm going to vote to convict on one count, but not on the other. Because that's just a bridge too far for me, Mitt Romney. Give me a break. When are they going to have actual hearings? When, when is that supposed to happen? Because they voted to have that. You mean the actual trial? Yeah, the trial. It's the second week in February. I think. Yeah, it's in February. All right, so after we actually have people testify in Congress, do you think there will be any bombs dropped, figuratively, that will cause 12 of them to... If you have the five already to grow a spine and vote. I am ready, big time ready, to put major cash. <laughs> that it's not going to happen. Not a the, yeah. fucking chance. It is more clear than ever. They, they bring in the, you know, the Proud Boy guy and he says, yeah, we, we coordinated with Marjorie Taylor Greene. And she goes, oh, I coordinated with Donald Jr. And Dell's like, yeah, daddy told me. On, on record, you don't think 12 of them would convict. This liberal fantasy brought to you by (laughs) Tempranillo. Tempranillo, a Spanish red grape that leads to delusions of grandeur. I'm sorry. I'm I'm the cynical one. I honestly don't think that Donald Jr. is going to testify that Daddy told him to do it. But you you know what I'm saying. You know, if the other shoe drops, so to speak, and it's just you can't with good conscience vote to acquit. All right. So... I dropped this in a signal chat earlier this week, and you can tell me if this is cynical or not. Hope kills. (laughs) Look, I don't think that there's anything that is going to change them. Nothing. No. See, we saw this. We went through this with the Mueller thing. Mueller. 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 I thought it was Mueller, M-E-U, what, whatever. Do you Mueller. not listen to your own podcast, Jeff? No, I'm I sorry. Don't. I don't. <laughs> he finally admitted it. That's awesome. Anyway. Um, and but then you we should went listen through... to it even though Jeff won't listen to his he, own podcast. He used to claim it's in the feed. It's like the it, one after the, the next one. I'll, I'll, that I'll is get true. to it tomorrow. That's, that's progress. You know, yeah. Now he's just like, yeah, I don't listen to this shit. Look at that. Keep <laughs> hope alive. Too many podcasts. Okay. So anyway, so our our hopes were dashed there. And then we went to the impeachment trial for the Ukraine thing. Our hopes were dashed there. I'm, you know, so we keep going this roller coaster kind of thing. So, so the writing's on the wall. No matter what Trump does, they're on board with it because that's the party now. Let me ask you this. Can we just pass a resolution that a simple up-down vote, Donald Trump does not get to run for office again? Yeah, the three and of us can. Let's do it. 51, 51 votes and it's a law. Yeah, I don't know how the no. censure works. Why not? I wondered about that. If they could do that, why are they going through this whole dog and pony show? If the whole thing is about he can't run again, why not just propose that as a bill in the House, vote on it, move it to the Senate, vote on it, pass it, sign it, done. Do you, You're do you, do you, I don't think that's. I don't think that's the ultimate goal. I think it's the ultimate goal for everybody. I, th- I think that's secretly is what McConnell wants. Is no, gone no, and out of the picture. If, if McConnell wanted it, it would have happened. But they took that vote. It was a symbolic vote that spoke volumes. There's no way they are stepping out of line. No way. It doesn't matter. It does not matter what they say. Okay, so I just pulled this up. Senators consider censure as an alternative to impeachment trial. A censure resolution requires only a simple majority vote. Okay. That's so what I'm that's saying. that's possible. Who are you censuring? Trump. Trump. And? If he's censured, he can't run again, correct? That's my understanding. I think that's what they're trying to do with that, yeah. 
That's the whole idea. That's uh, that's the whole goal at the end of the day. Okay, what it boils down to, and that's that's where I'm I'm be- becoming more cynical as I read into this, is ah, it's a certain it. reading of Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment. Oh, so, for Christ's sake! Yeah, yeah. This so is exactly are. what that what we have been we have been <laughs> turned into, grasping at straws. I swear, I, and and but and I only say this because. I have been as guilty as anyone. And maybe that's when I got in my boat and crossed the river cynicism over to Realityville. (laughs) But the thing about Realityville is Realityville sucks. It does. (laughs) It It does. does. (laughs) It sucks. The land of wishful thinking is so much prettier. The sunsets, the sunrises. Don, there is a reason that is probably the most famous scene in the Matrix because that's exactly you are red pilling yourself with hope. And I'll preface it with every time I go down this road, I hope I am wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Desperately yeah. hope it. Yeah. Not to the point where I actually think it's going to happen. I would they pleasantly surprise me any day of the week. I will be thrilled. I will. I, I absolutely will not be cynical when I am pleasantly surprised. But boy, I'd be willing to pay out money on a losing bet. I w- oh, I would be. But as Don knows better than the, any of us, y- you bet with your heart. You're a, you're not going to be a good gambler. The orchestrated campaign to quote move on and not have anybody face retribution or consequences for what they might have said or what they might have done to cause the ransacking of the capital where the number of people who are dead from it continue to grow. It is offensive on multiple levels that they are trying to memory hole one of the worst days in American history. And and by the way, they're going to aggressively try and change the subject. Absolutely. And how can you not, you know, if you think that, again, is that really being cynical? Well, let me let me bring, you know, I don't want to take a total diversion here, but let's let's look at a, a local situation with Marjorie Green Taylor. Taylor Green. Taylor Green, whatever her fucking name is. Well, I thought you were just giving her shade, like by mispr- <laughs> like mispronouncing her name like so many Republicans do. <laughs> like so many people did the, to Vice President Harris. Yep. Absolutely on purpose. David Perdue. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Former fucking Senator David Perdue. Yep. The former was not in quotes. Currently has as much tie to the Senate as he does to the Dollar General. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jeff. Sorry. So anyway, so more and more is coming out about her. Stuff that we've kind of known on a local level. um, Ish. You know, how batshit crazy she was, how Q-crazy she was, how, you know, she... Is, gun crazy, is, yeah, all that. This is starting to come out in public, and was it Kevin McCarthy said, oh, yeah, I'll have a conversation with her. Somebody has said that they they are filing some sort of motion against her, uh, some fellow congressperson is filing a motion to have her censured. No, I think they they want her expelled. And they need to do the other one, too, the one from um, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado would be one for sure. Here's the problem with that, though. Bobert. That really, and, and maybe this is the uncynical me coming out, or the really the oat milk IPA bleeding heart liberal. That's a bad precedent to set. Like, I would, I would love to have her kicked out. But the reason that they're citing is going to change with who's ever in power and their politics. Because once okay, once but, they do she's that... she's a little beyond the pale, though. She posted and, like, liked post and reposted or posted about assassinating Democratic leaders. Free speech. Don, he says condescendingly, you are living in reality. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on the wrong side of the river again. Nothing you said is wrong. But it... It will not matter the moment the GOP gets in power and they're going after AOC and Ilhan Omar. Who's on fire right now. Right. 
But but five days later, hopefully she doesn't have to be when everybody hears this. If you start that, when they get in power, are they going to do the same to us? And is it worth it? Her reprehensible views, she still got voted in. Uh, and I and I say this seriously. You trying to overturn an election? And see, that was kind of where I was going with that is I've not heard anything about a rise up of uh, maybe we need to recall her because that would be the legal process. The folks of North Georgia have not risen up against their elected official. She got voted in, Jeff. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, if, you know, we had uh, elected some wackadoodle in our district here. You did. Isn't isn't Loudermilk? Well, I, I didn't vote for him. Oh, yeah, well, you, your, your neighbors did. Yes, they did. But yeah, but I mean, he's not as cute crazy as what she is. Right. Shit, what has crazy, she done? Whatever. What has she done in Congress to be worthy of expulsion? Oh, well, she has filed impeachment charges against Joe Biden, which she absolutely can do as a yeah. member of the House. Now, okay. now and, and by the way, I, this doesn't mean I agree with her doing it, but it is absolutely within her rights as a member of Congress to do it. And I bet her constituents would be 100 percent on board with it as well. That's so my then, point. If that's is, the you case, know, you can, why are you kicking her out? Well, and that's what I'm saying. I think what what would happen is you're going to piss off these people that, you know, that you haven't changed their view. That's where you have to start. But how that happens, I have no idea. I don't I don't know if you have any grounds. If, if, if she was involved, if anybody, this would be my bar. If any of these folks were involved at any level with what happened on January 6th, they should be kicked out. Absolutely. Kicked out. It doesn't matter House, Senate, any of them. If you helped, if it was a wink and a nod, if it was encouragement, any of it. That's absolutely worth getting kicked out. I have a problem, even though what she has said consistently is awful. Particularly the the news that she harassed a Parkland survivor. Oh, yeah. And yeah. said it was yeah. false. Honest to God, doesn't get much more gross and crazy. But she still got elected. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Almost like the down like the baseball hall of fame art, you know, everybody was cheating. Okay. Yeah. Shouldn't they be in the hall of fame? Like you got elected in. Are you gonna be judged for something you did? prior to being elected or do you get judged on your behavior as a member of congress i don't know if i would want retroactive justice put on our elected representatives i think that would be a very bad trend what is the bar for the vote if they brought up a vote to have her expelled what is the threshold for her to be gtfo'd i don't know even if she won and there's no way it would win. Yeah. So if she was a if she was a a genuine legit Nazi, kick her out. You almost would have to have it where it has to be a majority vote of her own party or something like that, which almost ensures that it's never going to happen. But you almost have to be so so far off that your own group says we got to put you at arm's distance. I'm sorry. They never did that with Trump, all right? No, they never so. did that with Gohmert or, 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 or Stephen King or any of them. So it, that's what I said. It, it would almost ensure that it would never happen. But that's almost the only fair way of doing it is to have where it's your own party that kicks you out. But, but then you just leave that party or whatever. I'm independent. But, you know, as a reward for her stance, she has been put on an educational committee. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a reward. You really well, think no, it's I'm, a reward? I'm using that tongue in cheek. But damn it, Jeff, you're talking in air quotes again. <laughs> you didn't see me put my fingers up. I didn't. Who not. has the authority to put her on a committee? Well, I mean, she's a member of Congress. They all go okay, on committees. So, all right, fine. But isn't isn't Stephen King of Iowa like banned from being on any committees? No, he's gone. He's gone. But wasn't he banned from being on committees? At one point, he was overtly, on multiple occasions, racist as yeah. a member of Congress. As a member, okay. Did it take a vote to have him kicked off the committees? No. Or did it just take a decision by the... The 
GOP the, leadership. Of their sides right. to say, we're not putting him on any committee. Correct. And the GOP has made their decision. She is on those committees. Kevin McCarthy is not taking her off of them. Whatever committee she's on is run by a Democrat. The lead Democrat that runs that committee, does he ever or she ever have to say five minutes to the gentlewoman from Georgia? Here's why I can't answer that. A, I don't know. B, it's been a long time since U.S. government in high school. And C, most importantly, so many things that we thought were somehow actually ordained were just common practices, a.k.a. norms. So what was done and what is required that a giant ass gap, probably the biggest gap in American civics history, what we saw and what happened as part of normal order and tradition versus the letter of the law. I was appointed to that uh, committee by Virginia Fox. The person doesn't matter. The, the, the party is the one who does this. Right, right. When I was saying who appointed, I was just like, who in their right mind would appoint her well, there you to go. a committee? But, but, but yeah. what do you mean, who in their right mind? They're, yeah, they're not in their right mind. They are absolutely acting the same way they have acted for the last five years. This is not an anomaly. I, I guess I just keep expecting the other side to eventually come around to reality. Oh. That the world is not run by a cabal of baby-eating pedophile lizard people and and join society. Please call this episode Hope Kills. Okay, so Don. (laughs) Because it does. You watched watched that Vice uh, documentary on Yes, I watched episode one of the QAnon documentary. And do you remember what, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what percent they think of the population is in on Q. It was a, a, a horrifying number. 1% is a horrifying number. 20%? Some, somewhere between 20 and 30%. Something like that. I mean, you know, when we first started talking about this, we kind of thought... Yeah, 2%? Yeah, just, just a very fringe, but now we're starting to find out that there's probably a lot of people in Congress that are, that are part of this as well. So There have been at least three states that have basically overtly called out Q... In official communication, Texas has We Are the Storm on official GOP communication. Pretty soon, it's going to be hashtag WW, whatever the fuck it is, that you will probably see on more bumper stickers than you would be comfortable with. It is who they are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is, is it's deeper than what we ever really wanted to acknowledge. Who? Did not want to acknowledge it. Mr. Cynical did. So you think we're too far gone then? You think there's no coming back? If that much of the population is literally out of touch with reality, is living in a fantasy world, but they're all living in the same fantasy world together and they know each other, are are we doomed at that point? Can we come back from this? Nah, who's cynical now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Are we done? I mean, I literally, because you you can't have you can't function as a society if half the government literally plotting to kill you and thinks you are actually like lizard evil. lizard people. Yeah, this is insane. This is insanity. You need to put a link to that documentary in the the show notes. I mean, because that that was a thing that was absurd. I wish I remembered the guy on Twitter that called me cynical. But for the record. Mr. Cynical did not say there is no hope. Don said that. <laughs> we have a king cynic. You know, we're all middle-aged-ish. I'm old age. And, 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 you, and, and at this age, you start to think, how many good years I got left? And the thought that every good year that I have left is going to be consumed by this political bullshit or a pandemic that people refuse to admit the seriousness of it, therefore extending the pandemic for the rest of my good life left is gigantically depressing, like legit depressing. Because you don't think about how many years you have left until you are older when you pass some in whatever in your 
in your mind that date where you're like, I'm not a young person anymore. There's something that clicks probably in everybody where it's like, huh, I, or I say in most people at least, I only got, maybe it's around middle age crazy and various midlife crises. But I worry there's too many people found with bombs and dozens of guns and thousands of rounds of ammunition are just like consumed and obsessed with hate. Well, and that was the thing too, is um, was it last day or so that the uh, DHS came out and warned that domestic terrorism is like our hugest threat. But what do you do? What do you do about it? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing that's scary about that is, is I was listening to some interview on, on this with a former FBI agent. And he said, you know, at least with foreign terrorism, there was a little bit of a check on what they could buy weapon-wise, bomb material-wise, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not here, these baby. These guys, <laughs> domestic, no. Anything and everything. And so that makes these guys far more dangerous than you know, Islamic terrorists or whatever. I'll put a marker on this. And (laughs) and it's a, it's a, it's a terrible one. One of these people are going to succeed. Yeah. Yep. And probably sooner than, sooner than we would like, but they are going to succeed. And then what? Like seriously, then what? Yeah. Do we think that the GOP then at that point is going to go? Who gives a fuck? I I mean, I look, I get it. (laughs) I, I get where you come from. But at that point, have you crossed a line that you can't return from? Like what the GOP does, I, I really, I really wouldn't expect much. But what happens when you radicalize the other side too? If the other side of us we think have been hopelessly radicalized, what's it going to take for us to be there, hopelessly radicalized? What? What are you talking about to be driven to the point of violence? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's basically what has happened. A psych ops has been perpetrated on a portion of the American public. And it's not unfathomable for the same thing to happen on another segment of the public in, in the opposite. They arrested a handful of people who had plans of basically kidnapping and murdering the governor of Michigan. One of them just copped a plea this week and said he would cooperate it's not some like political science thriller. The guy that got arrested in California hated Governor Newsom and was heavily armed. And they still, at this taping, have not caught the guy with the bombs that was hanging around the Capitol. The FBI, again, at this taping, upped their ante to like seventy, eighty thousand dollars for information to catch this person. So eventually, there's too many people with too many guns that it only takes one to to be that warped to actually, you know, basically take a shot. Imagine if the crowd on the 6th was was heavily armed as opposed to flags and and sticks and fire extinguishers which killed people. Yeah, yeah, Still absolutely. Killed people. But but imagine if, if they would have all been heavily armed. A heavily armed crowd well, like like what it was Michigan again that they had just a bunch of heavily armed guys standing around the Capitol one day as a protest. In, and apparently in that the was Capitol. Fine. In the, the Capitol. To the point that government could not proceed yep. and, and had to be halted and delayed till the next day. And you know what that is? A non-story in two days. But eventually, somebody is going to take their chance. And if they succeed, seriously, what happens? I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse basically shot people in cold blood and turned himself into the police. And he's a hero. He is a hero. The, the police drove by the, the white guy with the gun with his hands up because there was some people of color down the block they, they needed to deal with. But he's a hero now. Yes, absolutely. He is an icon. And, and that actually happened pretty quickly. One of the pinned tweets, on, or the pinned tweet, on the Godless Heathens Twitter is a guy wearing a T-shirt in support of Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean... Yeah, and one of the biggest GoFundMe contributors was a Christian organization. I think they're the ones that sponsored it. Arguably, and after one of the... What was it? 
one or two most religious inaugurations ever? It was the second most religiously mentioned, I guess would be the way to put it. Joe Biden, more than anybody other than Eisenhower, mentioned faith, religion, God on his inauguration to the tune of, of more than any other president other than Eisenhower. John, you're saying this as a, as a compliment because he <laughs> he's a hardcore Catholic. He's one of us. Well, I'm sorry, as as an atheist for Warnock, I feel like I was thrown under the bus. (laughs) And you voted for both of them willingly. Who said we can't reach across the aisle? To me, what that kind of shows is that the the Christian left has power now. Oh! Let me ask you this. Compared to the Christian right, are we out of the frying pan and into the fire, or are we out of the fire and into the frying pan? Yeah, I would say out of the fire and into the frying into pan. the frying pan hmm. on a low simmer on a low simmer. Right. Okay, okay. You you just die slower, and you get to realize <laughs> yeah. you're going to die for a longer period of time. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. Hope kills. So for our team, you know, being an atheist podcast, that definitely puts us then on the back burner if we're going to continue with a stove analogy. It was Obama that talked about people of all faiths and no faiths. I didn't hear Joe say that. Catholics don't believe that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he ever at one time in all the mentions of faith and religion, did he ever say and no faith? Did he ever throw us a single bone? I don't believe he did. uh, Yeah, I was kind of listening. And and same thing on the, um, what was the event they did on the, the... the COVID. Oh, yes, yes. To be honest, that was the thing that when I saw it, the flags, the 400,000 flags on the mall. The 400,000 lights, yeah. That's when I knew that there was new sheriff in town. You know what I mean? Right, right. There was a new administration in charge. Nothing that precise had been done in the last four years. Not even precise. Thoughtful. Right. Yes. Uh, Thoughtful, elegant, precise, beautiful, more, you know, the whole, anything. That immediately signaled to me the change. There, there, there has been a change. And, and that's the thing, though, is even, so they had like two singers there. One did um, Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. And I always hated the term a wretch like me. Same. Well, that's because you're a wretch and you don't like being called out as a wretch. You wretch. Time, wait, 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 wait. Because he is not a wretch. I am not a wretch. And Whoa. when you say that, because I, I, Jeff, brother, I'm going to give you the, the fist bump power emoji. Because I hate that song. Hated that song forever for the same reason. Would ask when I was a kid, why? What do you mean, wretch? Right. Yeah. Like what is that? What do you mean, wretch? I'm not a yeah. wretch. What? Right. A wretch like me. Yeah, I mean, had they like used that. a different word there, the rest of the song I understand is kind of. It's a very unhappy or unfortunate state. That's what, what wretched wretch. means. Yeah. Well, and then what was the other song they sang? It was the. Um, if I knew you were coming out of baked a cake, I believe it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I'm drawing a It doesn't matter, Jeff. Of... Make your point. Well, okay, so both of them were were overtly religious songs and it's like you could have gone with one religious song and then one secular song that got the same kind of empathy emotions and all that kind of stuff there's a a, you know a wide range of other songs out there that they could have picked from no no the whole thing was this little light of mine the whole time so i mean that that was the thing with with that and then also with with the inauguration it's like this is great that we have an administration that actually understands but yet and yet what jeff and yet you know like like what don was saying at least obama seemed to would you know acknowledge that there's people with non-beliefs out there did you not feel like that was a pat on the head though no 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 i, I, I did Honestly, to me, it felt like the chance to sit at the big boy table with the rest of the adults yeah. for the first time. Yeah, and, and you know what? Certainly, 
certainly didn't see too many of them sitting around his table. <laughs> well, <laughs> so not that we're out. We're going to give anyway. you a knife this year to cut your turkey. That's what it felt like, honestly. It felt like having a seat at the table. Joe, even though he didn't reference it at kind of at all that I could remember, I, I wasn't paying that close of attention, but he didn't pretend either. You know, no, that he, was if, Joe. I understood that. No, yeah, yes, like he, no. Like the, the Obama part felt a little pretendy. I'll say it, but that's the end of that. I don't know. I, I can understand what you're saying. It would have felt more pretendy probably coming from Joe than it would have from Obama 12 years ago. I, I was going to say, I can see Obama being more towards agnostic than Biden, for sure. Biden, Biden is a hardcore Catholic. practicing yes. Catholic. He separates... Yes, right. His oh, yeah, deep absolutely. Catholicism yeah. yes, from his yes. public life. And, and, but and he's that an point, unapologetic how much, Catholic. How much more can you ask? Yeah. I mean. Well, right, right. And I understand that. And so there's separation of church and state, but it was in the inauguration and it was in the other COVID ceremony. So that was putting church and state kind of handshaking a little bit. Let me ask you this. To you, did when you heard it, a little bit, did it sound to you like I'm the real Christian? I'm the real one. You know, I'm, I'm the real Jesus guy. Not the, not the last guy that gave it the lip service. That's what it felt like to me was a call to the people that followed Trump for religious reasons, which makes no, no sense whatsoever. But that's what they claim was that I am the, the really religious president. Well, they're not going to win that battle i mean there's no way to win that. right but but that's not the question though like he wasn't going to win the battle you don't need to change everybody if you change five yeah, percent if you should if you change ten percent that would change that would flip our politics on the rear yeah was that a lifeline he was throwing to the religious making a very religious speech yeah so so here's the reality of the situation as i see it is i can see the william barber's applauding that because you know that's been his pushback through his moral mondays and his people i can't remember his poor people's campaign i think is the other thing called he used a lot of very progressive christian terminology in those movements just like martin luther king jr did so i see that as a nod to the voters that put him in power that elected him and that's part of me says i don't want to squash that because, you know, that's, that's kind of the reality that we're in, is we need uh, progressive Christian voters if we are going to survive and grow as a Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. I, I think as well, though, that what you're talking about is also kind of the authentic Biden. Yeah, for sure. I think he's being himself. But I think he felt empowered to be able to be himself because he knows what brought him there. Uh, you know what? I absolutely... I would hope that every president other than the last one would be there. Like, I would like Obama to have been his, and maybe he was, but I doubt it. I doubt you saw the authentic Obama for a majority of his eight years as president because, you know, he no. switched yeah, publicly he on gay marriage into his presidency. I mean, yeah, because like, of Biden, I think. <laughs> uh, pro you know what? Probably so. But now that but it's been it's been a bunch of years now. So do you think Joe Biden's position on gay marriage is now part of the authentic Joe Biden? Or do you think he's just playing it for the cameras? I think it's the former. If we get the authentic Biden, we're not going to be always happy. But I think we're going to be we're going to be happier than we thought we would be. Right. And that's that's kind of my point, I guess, you know, in, in thinking, thinking out loud as we're having this conversation is that that stuff kind of graded me you know, kind of rubbed me the wrong way as I was hearing it live watching those things. But I as an atheist, I have to go, well, but this is where we're at in this country, you know, that um, we're, we're not going to have an atheist president for a long time. We just uh, had one. Huh? We just had one. Mm, well, no, no. He, he, he believed in his own. He was his own God. The, well, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he prayed at a completely different altar. Yeah, he, but yeah. He was, he, he was not a Christian. No, no, he, yeah, right. He was a poser. But, 
But you know what I'm saying is is like somebody that is a a, a humanist. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so that's not where the country's at yet. We got a lot of work to do. And the next four years with with Biden, I don't know how much progress we as an atheist community are going to make to change the world. I'm hoping that, uh, here we go, again, cynical, liberal dream world. I'll get on the canoe and go back across the river. I'll be there to greet you. Like <laughs> you're you're at the dock with a lantern again. <laughs> Back so soon. <laughs> Might want to just get a place here. <laughs> I, I was hoping that this was like an inauguration thing, and he's like, like I said, throwing a lifeline to the religious, and hopefully this is not how he's you know it's going to be going forward, but. Like I said, it, it probably very well is. And, and by the way, that might not that might not be terrible. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think he's going to like preach, but I don't, and I don't think he's going to, you know, like suck up to the Christian left. But I, I think, you know, like Jerry he's saying, spend I, more Sundays in church than at the golf course. Which, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, go ahead and suck up to the Christian left. I'm not sure that there's been an administration, probably since Jimmy Carter, that actually did. So, yeah, I, I, I would be willing to. To, to take my chances with the president that sucked up to the Christian left as opposed to the yeah. Christian right. Now, do you think we'll, we will rue the day that, that, that we gave the, the, the Christian left the, you know, the reins? You know, but, yeah. that's that the, the non-cynical me, and he does exist. <laughs> Every once in a while, he goes over to the other side and then realizes everyone's got their head in the clouds. So I got to get back. But if that's the worst thing that we have to worry about, we're in great shape. Like we'd yeah. be in great shape if the thing that we would if Twitter was consumed with Joe Biden pandering to the Christian left. Joe's a little too religious oh. for for atheist Twitter. If if that's our issue in in 2022. Well, and I was going to say too great. that that the, the Christian left, the, the progressive Christianity is the biggest producer of well, I can't say the biggest, but is one of the one of the producers of atheists, as as I can attest to from my own experience. And when we had Doug Paget on the show a number of weeks ago, he kind of admitted there's a lot of atheists that go go to his church. He you know he knows that they you know, they're looking for community. So I'm I'm sure evangelicals are the number one supplier to the progressives, and progressives are the number one supplier to the Unitarians. Right, it's a conveyor belt. The number one supplier to the humanists. It's steps. It's stages. It's like when Nanocon in Nashville moved from a high school to a church one year, and it was a UU church. And uh, I remember the guy that ran it. Uh, said that he met with the uh, the pastor there at the Unitarian Universalist Church in, in Nashville about holding an atheist convention there. And he was like, well, this is pretty much the last stop that people make before they join your club anyway. So you might as well hold, you know, you might as well hold it here. Yeah. <laughs> Just speed up the process. So it'd be interesting to, you know, from our listeners, if, if they have the same kind of, if if they're okay, if they're going to accept you know, where, where things are now. Or, you know. Yeah, I, honestly, if the government is no longer actively discriminating against gay and trans right, people, right, yeah. but, the, but but the president is a little too religious-y, okay, I'll, I'll deal with that. He's definitely separated himself, not from the state, but from the Pope. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of those issues, yeah. so so I'm, I'm all right with that. What? That's ending a darker-than-expected pod on a happy note. Look at that. A little upturn. <laughs> Look a little at upturn. That. So who's got a recommendation? Because mine's going to bring it back down. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, then Jeff needs to to put his recommendation, his book recommendation out there. All right. So I'm, I'm reading the, uh, the latest one by Kevin Cruz, and he's the one that wrote, um, let's see, what was it called? While you're thinking about it, he's a great Twitter follow, by the way, everybody. If you're not following oh, yeah, Kevin Cruz yeah, on Twitter, yeah, he, do yourself a favor. and, and He's a and good mic so. dropper, for sure. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but yeah, so his first book that I read was One Nation Under God, kind of how things started off back, um, actually even pre-FDR, and I can't remember what period of time. So this, this book is kind of like the next stage, and the, so this is kind of the history from 74 onward, on how we got so polarized. 
so I just started reading this one. So I, I expect it's going to be equally informative. Don? Last episode, my recommendation was The Dissident, the documentary about the murder of Khashoggi. And I, I had not watched it at that time, but I said I was going to and report back. And I have watched it. It is two hours of, of what you would expect it to be when it is a documentary about the murder of a journalist involving a bone saw that there are transcripts for in multiple languages. Who's I'll cynical just leave it now? It's, Who's it's not the feel-good story of, of the season. Mm. So, And you don't want to be, like, munching on uh, munchies. But you're saying you should watch it because it is a dose of reality that you should know about. Have you watched it yet, Jerry? I know you wanted to. I have not. It, it's a harrowing two hours, but it is definitely worth watching. I don't, I don't think harrowing, like, when you attach harrowing to a recommendation, you're pretty much putting a stamp on it saying no one is going to watch that. <laughs> it's not something that you're going to sit down with a bowl of popcorn and, you know, and, and enjoy the theatrical experience. <laughs> it's, it's a dark documentary about a murder and dismemberment of, of a journalist. Sorry. It's not a field <laughs> so, movie of the year. Yeah. My recommendation recently was that a harrowing story of a what the Chinese are doing to the Uyghurs. I'm sure nobody read that, but it is something that, that probably everybody should read, particularly because the Olympics are going to be in China in 2022, and mm. the world is putting a giant-ass stamp of approval of what they are doing. With the Uyghurs? Absolutely. 100% positive, positive. Nothing is going to change. All of these companies that are bragging or at least saying they are not going to donate to anybody that voted to overturn the election this year, I don't think very many companies are going to pull out of China over over human rights violations. And okay, this so is... Manufacturing you, you see Coca-Cola doing commercials for the Olympics? I'm, I, to throw Coca-Cola under the bus? You know, McDonald's, whoever, generic... American company, you don't think the blowback on that would be worse than the advertising? We need a chime for when like a bet is being discussed. <laughs> because that, well, because I, I, I would, I'm willing, I would, I'm willing to bet anything with you anytime because I've learned by listening to this podcast through the bets that you've made with Jeff, that none of them have to be paid. So whatever you would like <laughs> oh, to he's bet paid is me. fine with He's me. paid me. No, you're paying me. You're paying me. I, I've not heard of one bet ever being acknowledged, lost, and won. I, I, both people have walked away aggrieved from all bets. So. Right, uh, but <laughs> I, I'll, bet, I'll bet you a bottle of wine. Okay, on name the parameters of the bet. Well, we'd have to put a number on it. But how many how many major multinational giant companies are going to pull out of the how of many the Olympics? Fortune five hundred companies yeah. advertise during an Olympics Probably held in Fortune one hundred. How many are going to One, give up their their long standing Olympic give me relationships? Give an over under number. Over under number of, of the Fortune one hundred. One and a half. One and a half. Cynical me would say I would say more. Right, then That's take two. The, two take, of them take the over. Yeah, yeah, I'd say over. Yeah, but the, the problem is we're going to have to decide. I would like to see none, but if I'm betting, I would probably bet on two. That's why, two I, said one and, that's why I said one and a half. Out of the top 100 Well, who are the traditional sponsors? On the, on the NASDAQ. The, only the no, big no, ones. No, no, but who are the traditional sponsors? Coke, Visa. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, know, Home Depot. Marriott. Lowe's. Like big, biggest of the bigs. Yeah. You think NBC is going to do anything about it? NBC yeah. is going to go out of their way oh, yeah, to make sure money. none of these companies drop. It's going to be in Beijing. I like my odds on one one point five. One, and are you are you going under? I'm going over. You're going under. You need two to win. I need two to win. Okay, <laughs> for a bottle of wine. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna go twenty dollars or less bottle of wine. Fine. But one stipulation, we must, it must be drunk together. I'm down with that. See you in two weeks.
Good night. Some of them at the party, and the devil is my friend. 